0: Welcome to another edition of Sean's Sports Show. This is episode number 73, and we are coming at you live from Los Angeles, California. Today, we are going to be covering the breaking news in sports, as well as the Los Angeles sports teams, the NHL playoffs, and the Italian Open Tennis Tournament. So without further ado, let's get down to it. The first thing that I'm going to be reporting and giving my take on today has to do with college basketball. The University of Louisville and former athletic director Tom Jurich reached a four point five million dollar settlement agree- agreement um, following his October firing amid the college basketball recruiting scandal on Thursday. Chris Otz of WDRB reported the deal came following months of quiet negotiations after Jurich opted not to file a lawsuit against the school. The route taken by former cardinal's head coach bas- Cardinal's basketball uh, head coach Rick. Pitino. Former Louisville interim president Greg Postel released a letter sent to Jerich after the board of trustees voted to terminate his contract with cause, saying, "Quote: In addition, you have demonstrated a consistent and willful lack of supervision of head coaches. As the athletic director, you are responsible for supervising head coaches and performing yearly performance reviews and assessments. Despite this obligation." Um, Our review of the Department of Athletics personnel files for all varsity athletics head coaches, some of whom have been employed by the university for well over 10 years, do not contain a a single performance assessment or disciplinary uh, memorandum issued by you. Mike Stunson of the Lexington Herald-Leader noted both sides provided statements after the settlement deal was announced. Quote, Everyone is pleased that this matter has been successfully resolved, Louisville Board of Trustees Chairman uh, J. David Grissom said. All parties can move forward to begin the next chapter. Quote, I spent the better part of my career working with a dedicated team of athletes, coaches, and staff to elevate the University of Louisville's athletic department, and I am proud of what we accomplished, which is well-documented, Jurek said. Jurek, who joined Louisville in 1997, was under contract through 2023 before his firing. Meanwhile, the school filed court documents in the Patino case Monday with 53, quote, requests requests for admission from the longtime Cardinals coach, including allowing agent Christian Dawkins Dawkins to attend practice. Dawkins is a central figure in the recruiting scandal. Pitino and Brian Bowen, the prospect at the center of the situation, have both denied any knowledge or involvement in the alleged payments to the the recruit's family to secure um, his Louisville commitment. So just a very unfortunate situation. That's all I really have to say. So another uh, controversial, or not controversial, but you know lawsuits and all those kind of things uh, has to do with the NFL. New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft w- will reportedly be deposed in Colin Kaepernick's ongoing collusion grievance against the NFL, according to TMZ Sports. ESPN's Adam Sheffield reported in November that Kraft was one of several high-profile executives who would be asked to, quote, turn over all cell phone records and emails after Kaepernick filed a grievance alleging the NFL and its 32 owners, colluded to deprive him of employment last season. Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones and Houston Texans owner Bob McNair have also reportedly been deposed, along with Seattle Seahawks general manager John Schneider and head coach Pete Carroll. In April, Sheffield reported the Seahawks nixed a scheduled workout with Kaepernick after they learned he planned to continue kneeling during the national anthem as a protest against social injustice and police brutality. Denver Broncos general manager John Elway, who was reportedly interested in acquiring Kaepernick in 2016, was deposed on Tuesday, per 9 News' Mike uh, Kliss. So, uh, no comment on this from me. Switching gears to the NBA now. Uh, Senator DeMarcus Cousins said um, today on Friday that he's open and re-signing with the New Orleans Pelicans in in free agency this offseason. When Mark J. Spears of the Undefeated asked if he has interest in possibly returning to New Orleans, Cousins responded, quote, Oh yeah, for sure. Would I like to go back to New Orleans? I'm very open to that. I love what we created. I love what was created after I went down. I would love to be a part of it, but I'm going to do what's best for me, and I feel they'll do the same. Cousins was also asked about his ideal free agent situation, to which he replied, quote, Somewhere I'd be appreciated and a contender, a team that's ready to contend. New Orleans reached the second round of the playoffs this season, despite playing the second hel- half of the campaign without Cousins, who suffered a torn Achilles. While the Pelicans performed well without Cousins, he was among the NBA's best players, statistically unhealthy. The 27-year-old center averaged 25.2 points, 12.9 rebounds, 5.4 assists, 1.6 steals, and 1.6 blocks per game, uh, on his way to being named an All-Star for the fourth consecutive season. Alongside Anthony Davis, Cousins was part of arguably the top frontcourt in the entire NBA. Uh, Cousins figures to be highly sought after in free agency despite his the Achilles injury and he told Spears his goal is to be ready to play by training camp. His production suggests he's deserving of a max contract, but based on his comments, winning may be even more important. Cousins was part of some awful teams during his 6-plus season with the Sacramento Kings and he finally got a taste of winning basketball this season. New Orleans managed to win one game in its second-round playoff series with the Golden State Warriors, and if the club can re-sign Cousins in free agency, it may be on the verge of championship contention despite playing in a in a very tough Western Conference. So, um, Personally, I think Cous- Cousins' uh, best interest is to go back to the Pelicans. That's just my own personal opinion. Uh, but, but now looking at it from the uh, Pelicans' uh, perspective i honestly don't know if you really want cousins back considering the fact that you were very successful without him um you know the, the a lot of people don't really like his personality and his and you know him as a teammate so that's going to be an interesting decision for new orleans to make for yeah, know so switching gears um back to the nfl philadelphia eagles running back jay Ajay denied he trashed the Los Angeles mansion and pushed the house's owner, despite a lawsuit suggesting otherwise. Uh, quote, Jay was not involved in any physical altercations, Melanie Wadden, uh, Ajay's publicist, said Friday. Per Adam H. Beasley of the Miami Herald, Wadden added that, quote, no parties were thrown and the group did not cause any damage to the property. This denial comes after TMZ Sports obtained a lawsuit saying Ajayi and friends threw multiple parties at the house following the Eagles' Super Bowl 52 win, despite being told they were not allowed and racked up $25,000 in damages. The lawsuit also said Ajayi pushed the owner when confronted about the damage in parties. Wanan went on to say Ajayi wasn't the renter, just a guest, and the owner attempted to bypass Airbnb rules and ask for outside cash. Quote, the entire group voluntarily left the property several days early. No security or police were involved uh, or on site. She said they filed a complaint against the owner through Airbnb back in February that includes screenshots of the owner asking for cash and trying to communicate outside of their platform, which is against Airbnb policy. On February fourth, Ajayi helped the Eagles win the Super Bowl forty-one to thirty-three over the New England Patriots. After Philadelphia acquired him from the Miami Dolphins via trade in October, he ran for fifty-seven yards in the win and finished the twenty seventeen season with eight hundred seventy-three rushing yards and one touchdown. He's scheduled to be an unrestricted free agent after the twenty eighteen season. So, um, you know, no, I, I, it's just a, a bizarre situation. I mean, that there's no, there's no other way to put it. Switching gears, uh, back to the NBA. Real Madrid guard Luka Doncic, who's a projected top pick in the 2018 NBA draft at Barclays Center on June 21st, scored 16 points um, on Friday, in his, which is today, in his team's 92-83 to 83, uh, victory over CSK Moscow at Stark Arena in Belgrade, Serbia, in the 2018 EuroLeague semifinals. Doncic added seven rebounds, two assists, and a steal in 30 minutes of action. Uh, the 19-year-old Slovenian rising star connected on just four of his 12 shots from the field, but he went six of eight from the free throw line. Real Madrid advance uh, to face Fenerbahce in Sunday's championship game as the Turkish side looks to defend its title. On Thursday, John Doncic said he hadn't declared whether he'll make the jump to the NBA next season. Per Alex Madrid of EuroHoops.net, as I already covered. Uh, He's likely in competition with University of Arizona center DeAndre Ayton to become the first overall pick in 2018. The Phoenix Suns will select first after after winning Tuesday's draft lottery in Chicago. The Sacramento Kings and Atlanta Hawks hold the two and three picks respectively. Another NBA story that uh, has to do with possibly with Luka Doncic as well. Uh, The Phoenix Suns uh, aren't shopping the number one overall pick, but they will listen to offers as if... uh if teams come calling with trade proposals sun's general manager ryan mcdonough told espn's adrian Wojnarowski during friday's coverage of the nba combine at quest MultiSport in chicago quote we're certainly open to that we'll consider it i think we'll have more information closer to the draft than we do today after we go through the workout process and the interview process we're open to that i think if you look around the nba as far as the veteran players there are probably a few players we consider trading the pick for not just pick, uh, for player number one. Um, so it'll be a busy month for us. McDonough also confirmed the Suns aren't looking at a single player or two with the number one overall pick. Rather, he said the front office is casting a wide net and doing its due diligence on a larger group of pretty good prospects. He continued quote, I think people are jumping to conclusions as far as they as far as there are maybe only one or two guys in the mix for us. There are more than that. Um, there, there are a handful of guys. We met with Marvin Bagley this week here in Chicago. I like DeAndre Ayton. Uh, Luka Doncic is actually playing right now in the EuroLeague Final Four. He has strong ties to our head coach and is one of the top young European players I've, I've ever seen and that I've ever scouted. And then there are guys like Mohamed Bamba and Michael Porter Jr. Uh, trying to pin which player the Suns have the most interest in at this point is pure you know, guessing. But it's clear Ayton and Doncic have the talent necessary to transform them into a contender in due time. However, they, they would do so in different ways. You know, Aiton would presumably anchor the middle of Phoenix's attack after after, after averaging 20.1 points and 11.6 rebounds as a freshman at at, at the University of Arizona, while Dunchich would look at, link up with Devin Booker and instantly form one of the league's most dynamic young backcourts. Uh, quote, hopefully the number one pick gives us another foundational player to build around. McDonough said per USA Today's Michael Singer, we feel like we have one in Devin Booker. We feel like Josh Jackson has the potential to be one. He certainly made strides over the second half of the past season. Usually in the NBA, it takes three elite players to win at a high level. In his post-lottery mock draft, Bleacher Report's Jonathan Wasterman has Doncic projected to the Suns at number one and Aiden to the Sacramento Kings at number two. So, you know, I personally, I don't really know. If I was in the Suns' GM, I don't know who I would, would want to take. I mean, they 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 need a center, but... You know, Doncic is looking very good and he he would be a very nice pair-up with um with Devin Booker, so I'm not really sure. Now another NBA story. Uh Golden State Warriors star Kevin Durant isn't concerned about Stephen Curry's shooting struggles through the first two games of the Western Conference Finals. In an interview um that ESPN.com passed along, Durant called Curry quote, the best shooter to ever play. He, ha- he added, quote, he's Steph Curry. What are we even worried about? Over the f- over the course of his career, Curry has made the case that he's the best shooter in NBA history. The, two- the two-time MVP holds number one, two, three, and five spots on the list of most made three-pointers in a single season, with the record coming in 2015-16 when he made 402 three-pointers. However, Curry is just 2 of 13 in the conference uh, finals against the Houston Rockets and was 1 of 8 in Golden State's 12-point loss in Game 2 on Wednesday at Toyota Center. Fortunately for the Warriors, Durant picked up the slack with 75 combined points in the two games and helped the defending champions earn a split. If Curry finds a stroke again and Durant continues scoring at a, at a pretty elite level, the Warriors I think should you know, figure to be fine moving forward as they seek to make their fourth straight NBA Finals. Game 3 is Sunday night at Oracle Arena now another nba story that also has to do uh with the draft uh oklahoma star trey young um believes he's the best player available to all 30 teams Young made his bold proclamation on uh, on ESPN during the scouting combine in Chicago when he was asked if he was the best pure scorer in this class. Quote, I think I'm the best overall player in this draft. He said on Friday via ESPN's Nick Friedel, my main focus isn't necessarily to be the best player in this draft. My focus is to be the best player in the NBA. That's what I'm focusing on each and every day. Missouri's Michael Porter Jr. also called himself the best player in the 2018 class on Thursday. Young and Porter will uh, be able to settle their battle for supremacy when the NBA draft is held on June 21st at the Barclay Center in Brooklyn, New York. So that's, that's pretty uh, interesting. And I like the confidence. I, I, I like the confidence, you know. It should, it should be everyone's goal to become the best player in the NBA. I mean, why, why shouldn't it be? Now, another NBA story. Carl Anthony Towns' relationship with the Minnesota Timberwolves is not at a very good place. According to uh, Friday's episode of The Low Post, ESPN.com's Zach Lowe said Towns and the Timberwolves are "quote not in a good place internally." ESPN's Brian Winters, who joined Lowe for a pretty long conversation, later later noted it would be it would not be unheard of if Towns' name eventually surfaced in trade discussions. "Quote I don't think Anthony Davis is going anywhere anytime soon," Winters said, "but Carl but Carl Towns, now that might be a different story." Still, it's important to note there are no indications of any kind to this point that towns could be on the move in the near future rather this is pretty this is informed speculation from a pair of league insiders who are who are in the loop you know oftentimes so you know while the timberwolves finished last season 47 and 35 and they made the playoffs for the first time since 2004 it wasn't all pretty not only did towns reportedly grow disgruntled but 1500 espn's darren wolfson said in march that andrew wiggins quote, whispered to teammates that he was unhappy because he had become the Timberwolves' third option behind Towns and Jimmy Butler. With that said, Wiggins' usage rate was at at 23.4, clocked in ahead of Towns' 22.9, and just behind Butler's 24.9, as he averaged 17.7 points per game on 43.8% shooting from the field, including 33.1% on three-pointers. Uh, You know, barring a shakeup this summer, the Timberwolves figure to run it back next season with the same court pieces since they already have $110 million in guaranteed salaries on their balance sheet for the 2018-19 season. So no reason to break it up now, in my opinion. Now switching gears to the NHL. Not many uh, breaking news stories that have to do with the NHL. But anyway, three-time Stanley Cup winner Marian Hossa is retiring from the NHL after 19 seasons. Hossa, who's 39 years old, told Slovak newspaper Novikas via NHL.com he won't return to the ice as he continues to deal with a progressive skin disorder that forced him to miss the 2017-18 season. Quote, I'm done playing hockey, Hossa said. I have a contract with Chicago for the next three years, but I have to watch my health and my body says the comeback is not possible. Hossa added that while he received medication to treat the disorder, the side effects, of, the, the side effects prevented him from continuing his playing career. Quote, before, this, before the season, the NHL sent me to a clinic in Minneapolis to see a specialist who confirmed that it's impossible to play hockey when using those anti-allergic uh, medicaments. Uh, I have to be aware of what might happen and I don't want to get back to the state I had been uh, in during the previous seasons. Selected 12th overall in the 1997 NHL Draft, Hosa spent the first seven years of his career with the Ottawa Senators prior to a series of brief stays with the Atlanta Thrashers, Pittsburgh Penguins, and Detroit Red Wings. Hosta then signed with the Chicago Blackhawks before the 2009 10 season, and that fruitful partnership lasted eight years. During that run, Hosa helped lead the Blackhawks' to Stanley Cup titles in 2010, 2013, and 2015. During 1,309 games, Hossa tallied 1,134 points, including 525 goals and 609 assists. According to hockey references, Hossa and Jerome Ginla are the only players who racked up at least 1,100 points and 500 goals between 1997 and 2017. So what a career he had. Um, it's unfortunate that his career has to end this way, um, but, you know, it, it is what it is. Now switching gears back to the NBA, covering... The hometown my hometown Los Angeles Lakers. The Los Angeles Lakers aren't being particular as far as potential ways to upgrade their roster their roster this offseason. Per Tanya Ganguli of the Los Angeles Times, no player is considered off limits in potential trade discussions with teams, though they aren't actively shopping anyone on the roster. Quote, While they like their young core and would prefer to keep those players growing together, they have told teams no player is untouchable in trades, according to multiple sources who spoke on condition of anonymity because of the sensitive nature of trade and free agent negotiations. To be clear, the Lakers are not actively shopping any of their players. They are willing to listen to offers and could move on, uh, and could m- move move one of them, even a member of the talented young core that, that includes Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, and Josh Hart, if any offer blows them away. Los Angeles had a terrific draft last year with Lonzo Ball and Kyle Kuzma joining a young core that already included Brandon Ingram and Julius Randle. All four players are 23 years old or younger. Kuzma was technically traded, uh, drafted by the Nets 27th overall and traded to the Lakers on draft night. The Lakers' first draft pick in 2018 isn't until number 25 because their selection because their selection, which wound up being the number 10 pick, went to the Philadelphia 76ers from a from a previous trade. The front office is projected to have sixty one point nine million dollars in cap space for free agency per spot track. Paul George, who is from who's from the Los Angeles area, can opt out of his deal with the Oklahoma City Thunder and and go to Los, go to the Los Angeles Lakers since he's he's been linked with the Lakers since the 2016-17 season. The Lakers are in a tricky spot this summer. Their thirty-five and forty seven record last season was their best since the 2012-13 season, but they still it still left them twelve games out of out of a playoff spot in the Western Conference. Bold moves will be necessary for them to get back into, um, into playoff contention. So, um, you know, I'm pretty surprised by this. Um, you know, fairly recently, Brandon Ingram was considered untouchable, and um, I I got the impression that Lonzo Ball was untouchable as well. But listen, um, that they're, they're it's simply simply put, there are better players out there that 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 are proven right now. So, you know. Uh that that's all we have for the um uh breaking news in the sports now covering the Los Angeles sports teams. The Los Angeles Dodgers did not play today. Uh the Dodgers uh due to due to rain, they were supposed to play the Washington Nationals. Uh as a result, the Dodgers will play the Nationals at eleven AM Pacific tomorrow in the first game and five PM Pacific in the second game. So that's that. Now uh the Angels on the other hand uh the angels played the tampa bay rays and the rays beat the angels again so the rays won that game 8 to 3 and uh the angels will now look to you know avoid losing the series and salvage a sweep winning the next two starting with uh the third game of the series tomorrow at 6:07 p.m. Pacific uh 9:07 p.m. Eastern on uh Fox Sports West so that's all we have for the um for the Angels. Now switching gears to the LA Galaxy. Uh the Galaxy's next game is um Monday, May 21st at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. And LAFC's next game is um tomorrow against the Portland uh Timbers. So that's all we have for the uh los angeles sports teams the results with the los angeles sports teams now covering the nhl playoffs there was um one game today the vegas golden knights and the winnipeg jets in game four of their series uh vegas won the game three to two and now vegas has a 3-1 series lead uh winnipeg is going to look to stay alive by um uh, by uh, winning game five in winnipeg uh then the next NHL playoff game is tomorrow between the Washington Capitals and Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, the series is tied 2-2. Two two, so, And then the next game is in uh, Tampa Bay. Game 5 is in Tampa Bay. So that's all we have for the NHL playoffs. Now, finally, to conclude the episode, the Italian Open, starting with women's singles. The number one seed, Simona Halep. From Romania, beat the number 7 seed from France, Caroline Garcia, fairly easily, 6-2, 6-3. Uh, in a big upset, Annette Kontaveit from uh, Estonia, beat the number 2 seed, Caroline Wozniacki from Denmark, six three six one, Very surprising there. In a very close match, and uh, I guess you can consider this an upset, Unseeded Russian player uh, Maria Sharapova beat the number 5 seed, Jelena Ostapenko from Latvia, um the score was six seven six four seven five very close and in another very close match the number four seed elena svitalina from ukraine beat the number 11 seed from germany Angelique kerber six four six four now on the men's side the number two seed uh from germany alexander zverev took care of the number nine seed from belgium uh david goffin six four three six six three zverev has been on fire lately um the number, uh, the number eleven seed, uh, Novak Djokovic beat uh Kento Shikori from Japan, uh, two six six one six three. Um also, the number four seed from Croatia, Marion Cilic, beat the number ten seed from Spain, Pablo Carreno Busta, six three six three. And finally, the number one seed from Spain, Rafael Nadal, um, beat. Uh Fabio Fognini unseeded from hometown Italy four six six one six two. Now switching uh well, switching over to, to Um uh, women's doubles. Uh, in an upset Ostepenko from Latvia and Kristea from Romania beat M- the three seeds Mladenovic from France and Babos from Hungary six two seven five. Narrowly avoiding an upset. Barty from Australia and Schurz from uh Holland, the eight seeds, beat uh Gavrilova from uh Britain excuse me from Australia and uh say from a Chinese Taipei, three six, six, three ten five. Uh the number two seeds Slavashkova and Srejzova, from uh, both from Czech Republic, beat King from the USA and Srebotnik from uh, Slovenia six four six two. And finally, in a in a big upset, Atawo from USA and Grunfeld from Germany beat Zhu from China and Dabrowski from Canada. The four seeds seven six six one. And now, finally, um, men's doubles. Um, Pablo Carreno Busta and Jason Sousa well, uh, Carreno Busta from Spain and Sousa from Portugal, uh, beat the Lopez players. They're not brothers. <laughs> Almost got me there. Uh, Lopez and Lopez, the eight seeds, one six six three ten four, in a big upset. Uh, Pablo Cuevas and Granollers from Spain uh, beat Pavic from Croatia and Marac from Austria, who were the two seeds, six three seven six. Um, in another upset, the number six seeds, Kabbalah and Farah from Colombia, beat Melo from Brazil and Kubat from Poland, who were the one seed, 6375. And finally, I guess you can consider this an upset, uh, Soares from Brazil and Jamie Murray from Britain, the brother of Andy Murray, beat Piers from Australia and Continent from uh, Finland, the four seeds, 6426105. So that's all we have for this episode of Sean Sports so this has been episode number 73. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. And um, that's it. I'll see you guys in the next one. Thanks.